0: You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, playing underground music since 1969. Follow us on Twitter at KUCI FM or like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash KUCI 88.9. This way, you could be the first to know when we will be giving away tickets to your favorite concerts, festivals, and events. The Vietnam. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCI.org. Good morning, Irvine, and welcome to an amazing episode of Sports Matters. This is Tuesday, April 21st. I'm your host, Kevin Drake, and your other host, Mr. Matt Burt. Sports. How are you doing this morning?
1: Hey, how's it going, Kevin? Good. How you doing? Not how's too on? bad. Just staying inside, hanging out, yeah. playing some video games. I like good stuff.
0: Uh, that's good that you're doing well, Maddie. Before we move on with Sports Matters, we have a very special guest on hold, calling in from Northern California, one of my great friends, Robert LeMazerer, who works for the U.S. Postal Service and wants to call in to give kind of like an update of what's going on up in Northern California. My good friend, Robert LeMazerer. How you doing? Welcome to the program. Good. How you doing, Kev? Uh, always good to hear your voice, man. I know, you, I know you've been a, a busy man, you know, quite like, uh, not like the news I got a month ago when I got furloughed and everything was closing down with the restaurants, but um I want to know how, how have you been doing? I've been doing
2: good. I, I you know, obviously I've, I've heard, I've been watching all the restaurants uh, closing down and I've been curious about all my friends back home, uh, close compadres, you know, and what they're doing. And luckily, <clears throat> luckily, um, I have been hearing some good news on, on, uh, you know, the government assistance, you know, keeping people afloat a little at least, which is cool. Yes. Um, up uh, my way, I've been uh, busy working, you know, I had no idea that uh, this was going down, and I made the switch from the restaurants randomly over to the Postal Service.
0: Um, uh, but before you, you talk about the Postal Service, I, I'm just curious, was this a choice of the Postal Service and one other job?
2: Oh, yes, yeah, so I applied to, to the Postal Service and TSA at the same time. Oh, Wow. Yeah. For a TSO position, which is trans, uh, what is it? A transportation security officer. So it's basically the the blue shirt when you go to the airport, right. uh, the Homeland security, you know, that's they're under the umbrella of Homeland security and there's a lot of lateral movement with that job. And so I applied to both, wanted TSA, both of them offered me a position and at the same time, and I knew I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. And so I had kind of prepared mentally with the pros and cons and and went down the list and everything and chose the postal service because of the overtime, you know, just the the amount of work and right amount of help they needed. I knew that there was going to be a lot of overtime with them and and uh, it was going to be a little bit more lucrative, you know, in the pocketbook, so to speak. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, a big change going for the restaurant industry and to have a choice of uh TSA or the, or the U S postal service, but no, you chose wisely. And, you know, I, yeah, I know your I, life is completely it, it, different from mine being on a furlough, having more time to do this, but how have you been coping? Cause I know you've been working just about every day. It seems.
2: Uh, yeah, they were on six days. So we're working six days right now. And at the moment I'm actually uh, dispatched out to another, to another post office to help them because they're low staffed. And I, and so the hours right now are a bit heavy. Um, so that's been keeping my, that's really been keeping me busy is getting into that routine. You know, the, the routine of, uh, you know, I do, I cook, I cook at nights and honestly do what Everyone else is doing during the day. I come home and I, I catch up with the shows, which what I can and get some sleep that I can. And yeah. And, uh, and do it yeah. all over again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So just keeping the grind going. So, on my end of the stick, I haven't seen that's what's weird about this coronavirus thing going on. See, I'm on the streets. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about this lightly before is that you don't physically see, you know, the change. You hear about people being sick. You, you know, you hear about the hospitals, you know, but when you leave your front door, you know, there's sunshine. I mean, the streets are empty, and people are people are going for walks, and and you know, I'm still working. the 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 essential workers are still working, and so it's you know, the, I understand why people are are uh, are uh, you know they they've been going out and and uh, breaking the uh, breaking the uh, what is it the rule that the governor put down right that you have to stay indoors.
0: Right, right. Yeah, they're breaking the rules. They're breaking the. Uh... The stay at home order they're breaking the uh six foot rule overcrowding places, and that's why they shut certain things down yeah so i yeah to, to
2: answer your question i've just been i've just been uh you know when I come home from work i've I've been honestly doing about any the earliest is probably about nine and a half hours and the, the probably the heaviest day is closer to thirteen and a half fourteen wow. maybe wow,
0: that's a lot of hours
2: oh. You know, when I come home I I just enjoy pajama pants and and uh, getting in front of the stove and cooking a little something for myself before I go to bed, honestly. If I yes. can. I, it's the old leftovers, as they say, you know. You yeah. know how it goes.
0: It's like <laughs> one extreme right. to the other. Me sit here unemployed, you know, doing podcasts, have plenty of time to hit up the stores and whatnot. And then you on the other end, you're working so much that it's good that you're out of the house, you're and you're staying busy every day. Because so one thing I notice, I'm starting to gain a little bit of weight, even though I've been exercising.
2: <laughs> That's what I've been hearing is is that everyone's stuck at home. That's been kind of the new trend is is this exercise trend. I've been hearing that a lot of exercise equipment online has been oh, sold. My, you're right. I've personally delivered tons of you know uh, of that type of genre of stuff. And the only reason why I know that is because obviously not, not wrapped, you know, it's right there, but I know that a lot of people are getting into that, uh, you know, the exercise trend because they're stuck at home. Yeah. I mean, what the first two weeks up here, Santa Clara, I believe uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Washington and Santa Clara were the two heaviest infected areas at the beginning of you know when it really ramped up with this CV19, right? Um, and when the first closure went down, I noticed that just like everyone else did, it was vacation time. The local parks were packed.
0: Yes. So the social yeah, distancing was, uh, was the rule that you were talking about. People are totally violating that. The social distancing, the physical distancing. The grocery stores have done a really good job. Stores have done their part, spacing people out, putting down tape. This is where you stand. Some people just are making a mockery of it like, oh, yeah, like you said, Rob, they're all going to the parks and this and that. So after the first weekend, then they had to put the hammer down.
2: I don't think it was, in a sense, people doing it on purpose You know, as a mockery. I think everyone was confused at first. They didn't really know you know, they That's didn't know point. how, to, yeah, they didn't really know how to react to this, to this new news. You know, all of a sudden you don't have to go to work all of a sudden I have to stay away from someone six feet. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was, it was definitely a a learning curve for, for anyone. I mean, if you're in the grind going, I mean, for, especially for yourself or for anyone, I mean, look at, imagine it in our past jobs, you know, we're, we're three feet away from, from people, in the, uh, in the hospitality industry. And then now all of a sudden you have to stay six feet away and barely talk. And people are, you know, going in the middle of the street to walk around you
0: and. So it sneezes, boy, that'll clear a room (laughs) like no other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, 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 and
2: it's, uh, you know, and it's funny how, when you look at, when you look at, let's see, like what, four months ago, what was important in the news versus now, you know, the, the lives matter stuff and, yeah. and uh, whether or not you can use certain words and certain languages and what bathroom you should use. And now, I mean, people don't even remember any of that stuff. Yeah, now it's crazy. It's so it's definitely been a pretty wild ride. Um, it's between you and me, I do enjoy the empty streets because I've been somewhat quarantined in my, in my mail truck. You know, I'm just by myself, I get fresh air, no one's around yeah. me. Um, you know, I got my earphone, you know, I listen to, listen, listen to podcasts during the day and I listen to your show, of course, listen to sports, sports talk matters every Tuesday up until, and then obviously, you know, listening to your show and, and, and how that's changed too. So, um, I definitely do appreciate you continuing the show. Uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners do because that was the one thing for someone like me who listens to you, like listens to these shows weekly. You know, I remember the the day thinking like, okay, so that Tuesday came up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is is uh, you know, is is he going to do his show this morning? And I remember texting you, and yep. because it becomes part of the routine, you know. So it's it's really cool to see the transition of the radio shows and and the podcasts and them continuing and actually thriving at the moment.
0: Yep, they are. It's a great experience. I appreciate the kind words, and I know you had a. Pretty good story about. I know there's sport that you like. You like the World Surfing League. Did you say that they canceled some appointments upcoming? Some yeah. Tournaments were canceled?
2: Just on some of my free time, I was kind of catching up on seeing what was going on with them because, you know, I listen to your show a lot and baseball and football and, and you know, tennis. And I know you, you're, uh, that's one of the sports that, that's held your interest heavily and, and uh, all this stuff kind of going on changing, uh, changing all those sports. And I thought to myself, you know, surfing, you're not really, you know, in theory, you know, being six feet away, the surfers being six feet away from each other out in the break, you know, that that's a, a normal thing. Yeah. You know, that's an easy thing to do. It's it's really the worry would be the, the,
0: the, uh, the spectators.
2: Yeah. The crowd on the beach. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I
2: mean, I caught some free time. I wanted to catch up on it.
0: They could like, also be another event that, we'll just go ahead and do the event without people.
2: Well, like you brought up in the last uh in the last show that you guys were talking about the MMA, I heard about that as well where the where Dana White was talking about getting an island. Yes. And putting on this 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 uh I mean it sounded like a fantasy, you know what I mean? Something that you'd read in a comic book or something like right. this or the first mortal Kombat movie if you remember, where they ju- were you know the characters jumped on this boat and they went on this island where there was this martial arts battle going on. Yes. Yes. uh, With surfing though, I mean, I think it, you know, in theory it could continue just as long as the crowds. They do need
0: their crowds. I mean, they definitely need their crowd support because that's how they get a lot of their popularity. But thank goodness there's extreme sports channels and there's other, you know, more people involved with extreme sports. So surfing definitely is always going to be around. It's just right now, just seems like we're going to be taking a hit as far as like going to any type of live event, at least until 2021. Better in the spring. We're talking a good year. But you know, we, we've got to look on the positive side of things. Hopefully, things do work out a bit sooner. But that's kind of like somewhat of our reality in the next year, how we'll consume sports.
2: You know, they're, uh, going back to the, to the dates, their first canceled uh, event was March 14th. So they actually went through with a, with a contest on March 12th. I think that was around the same time where they had the ramp up of all the, of the CV-19, you know, the CV-19 ramp up stuff where yeah. a, lot of the, a lot of people were going home and stopped working and all that. And everything looks like it's postponed, and some of them are even canceled. So the Australia ones are canceled. I'm not too sure why they would label some canceled and some postponed versus others.
0: Yeah, Australia would be hard because they're out of their summer now. They're probably going into their fall because we're technically in our spring, they're going into their winter season. See, the
2: other thing is flights because a lot of these surfers. That's
0: another thing too. Yeah. You got to get flights. I mean, it's
2: a traveling league. It's the world surfing league. So these surfers are traveling. So
0: Australia probably canceled their events because they just know they're in quarantine right now. I
2: mean, that's the thing you got to think about. See, I didn't think about that is when you look at, when you look at a national sports league, so football, baseball, well, even hockey, I mean, hockey's, there there's there you know there's canadian teams and there's united states teams
0: right but but the, but the uh the surfing though they they're it's a world league i thought largely
2: based on travel yeah so if yeah. there's no
0: they're like then, tennis it's the world surfing league
2: so tennis works the same way where they yes. travel yes okay.
0: that's why so. certain things got canceled and some got postponed like the french open they postponed it I don't know how they're going to play it because they'll be playing it without fans. So I think sports are finally adjusted to that reality, at least with the pro sports. The challenge is, is college sports. That is one sports that really survive off their fans. They make a killing off their fans. And that's the students that go to the games. And that changes things up a bit. Yeah, definitely. So who are the top dogs in a World Surfing League?
2: Well, the first – it looks like everything's postponed until June. That's when it okay. – that, that, that first one's labeled tentative, June 19th. So, the
0: U.S. Open is uh, August 1 through the 9th in Huntington Beach.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, that one obviously is going to be tentative. That one yeah, looks like
0: – It is our summer.
2: And if it, this – I mean, I, I think if there's going to be some new innovative way that, that they're going to grow the sport in, same with education. Like, that you and I were lightly touched on how – how our kids in education, how that's, that's curved where these kids are starting to do their, um, you know, collegiate studies from home, similar to how, how college does, or not right. collegiate studies, but you know, their studies from home. Right. Right. In collegiate college. style. Collegiate style. Yeah. I guess that's what I was trying to reach for, but, and I think sports, same way. So if there's some sort of way, but I mean, how can you realistically get rid of crowds, no matter how much you push out that border, someone's going to want to stand right there.
0: Right. I think eventually we'll get back to that. It's just a matter of them finding the vaccine for this and how we're going to address it and slow the curve down, Yeah, survive the second wave. I mean, there's just so much information out there, but I just know it's just going to be a slow process.
2: Yeah, so the so, rankings – But
0: you're right. The crowds – I mean, that's why we enjoy the live sports. I enjoy going to live sports. Yeah, esports will pick up from this. I still like seeing the live events, like going to a surfing tournament. That's why I like tennis tournaments because being there live, you just see so many great matches. You're like, wow, this is actually a really good sport.
2: When you say esports, let me ask you a question because I hear a lot of this, you know, in a lot of the stuff I listen to. The only esports that I'm familiar with is video games. Is that what that refers to?
0: Exactly. So there's, there's a lot of games out there now. There's one game called League of Legends. And at UCI, they actually they went to the back-to-back finals in that game, and they won one, and I think they lost one. So they split you know, over back-to-back years, which is pretty impressive. And UCI now has like the top eSports community and a team, everything, just a whole shebang. There's a lot more to it. They're the top of the nation as far as oh. innovation and where they're at. But, yeah, that's what it is. So it's like a team of five people versus five people. And I'm not sure the whole – you know, schematics and what you got to do, but you're basically destroying the other team and you got to move some stuff. It it seems entertaining. You know, back in the day, you're you're watching someone kicking butt on a video game and you're like, Oh wow, that dude's doing really good. Like gyrus, like some of those old games, Gauntlet, remember Gauntlet? Or is that a little before your time? Gauntlet Uh, was a really cool game for a video arcade. Which console was it on? Oh, was it in the arcade? Yeah, it was in the arcade. Oh
2: gosh, man. I grew up on Tron. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, you know what? It was, it came out around Tron. Tron some, was all, yeah, Tron was a fun game. Yeah, and, uh, and some other Atari.
2: Yeah, I, I bet you I, I probably play, I, I, I most likely played it, but, you know, it's been some time, but, um, so
0: it's exciting and they got a huge fan base. So esports and right now some pro athletes have been just, you know, teaming up like in their respective sports, like hockey. I think they're going to air something tomorrow or no, next Wednesday of, uh, Wayne the Great Gretzky versus Alex Ovechkin, who won the cup a couple years ago, who's coming up to break in Wayne Gretzky's all-time scoring goals record. But they're going to do a best of three, you know, NHL. Yeah, eSports. They're just going to play the NHL, so they're going to play a best of three games for charity.
2: So who's who's actually – and they have these people controlling the other players, so obviously there's
0: right, right. So Wayne Gretzky's going to control his team and his player, and then uh, Ovechkin's going to control his team and his player. They're going to play against each other, best of three. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and it's going to be televised. Uh, so we're uh, watching pro athletes play video games, basically, but their own respective sport. I mean, a couple of basketball players did a tournament with the uh, esports playing NBA 2K or 2020 or whatever it is.
2: Well, I know that you guys have actually talked about this in the past is Kelly Slater's uh, wave pool his the, 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 yeah. the, the, the surfing pool that he created. Now they can certainly hold events in there and, you know, I'm sure maybe if they can't grow the sport, you know, vertically, they might go laterally. Right. And so instead of maybe traveling around to new locations, catching new surf breaks, you know, maybe temporarily they do, they do the sport and the wave pools are. Or maybe they do side events at least to keep some sort of interest while things are down. I mean, there, there's certainly I that. Mean,
0: unless there's areas where it's better for them to be out there surfing in the outdoors. Well, well I
2: mean, even like when they said. Hot,
0: with, when it gets hotter out, at least.
2: Well, like they said with the MMA fights where they were going to test each each guy before they bring him to this island, right, and make sure whether they're positive or negative. I'm sure – you know, you can do the same test before you enter into this right. wave pool facility right? and do some sort of sporting event. So, I mean, I I was thinking about this before you and I got a phone call that I keep hearing this uncertain times, you know, it, I don't really believe it's uncertain times. I think we're getting a little bit detached from the electronic world because people are home more. Right. So Feels uncertain because their routines changing. They're not on. They're not so locked in electronically now. They're stuck at home. They're they're kind of bursting out of the seams of of the traditional. You know, look at my phone. That's go to the good way of looking at it, Jim. Look at the phone. Go to the grocery store. You know, e- even the grocery store list is on the phone. Right. And So now home, and it's not really uncertain times. I mean, I, I don't believe that it's going to be uncertain to where people are going to be lacking certain items that they you know the necessities of this life. I think that certain things will just uh change a little Education yeah. edu- change a little. Sports change a little. I mean that there will still be sports, there'll still be education, there'll right. still be I think it's just going to like just alter a little bit. That's but, all.
0: But to get back to your question a while back was yeah, you know, will we ever have crowds again and I believe we will. I believe oh, we yeah. we'll get to that point. We we will. Well, I mean, let's hope to be hopeful and be optimistic about because it I, will happen. I mean, I'm walking
2: around on the street, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm deli- you know, I'm, I'm out there on the road. Hey, the I'm street. doing
0: my walks and my runs. Yeah. I mean, you go to the grocery store, people are there,
2: people are around each other. Some people wear masks, some people don't. I mean, there's a hundred percent of people are not wearing masks out in public. You know, is is that a crime? I don't think so. I mean.
0: They are requiring us now to where people should just to be courteous to other people. It's like I'm protecting myself just in case I am asymptomatic and I won't get you infected. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So crazy but- times we're living in, but I'm glad you're doing well up North, you know, and we, we certainly appreciate you all the hard work and effort that goes into delivering the packages and mail 10, 13 hours a day. Gosh. <laughs> uh,
2: you know, I'm I, like, I said, I'm rolling with the punches and, and uh, I certainly, if you were to ask me a year ago, you know, if I were doing this, I would not be telling you, I would not be telling you where I'm sitting right now, but you know, I'm thankful. I'm definitely thankful to be working. I'm thankful to have a job. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm, I, I am mildly envious of my friends and family who, and you know, my, my people that are stuck at home with their yeah. project,
0: <laughs> Hearing yeah. people
2: bored, and I kind of want to say, Hey, you know, I let, let's swap. I'll, I'll, I'll let me, let me jump in your shoes here for a couple. I love some time off. So <laughs>
0: I, I, I know it's just one extreme to the other, but we are thankful to have you on sports matters for this small segment here to kind of give us an, you know, give us a, like a good down home feeling of what Northern California is like, but thanks again, my longtime friend, Laura LaMazare. Pleasure.
2: Yep. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Yeah. I appreciate the time and I appreciate you having me on the, on your show. And like I said, keep running the show. I, up here in Northern California, man, it's been my Tuesday morning thing. I, Like I said, I really enjoy uh, listening to you guys, and it starts my morning off right.
0: Oh, we appreciate you as well, Rob, and, and so does Matt. You know, obviously, Matt and I will be paired up here in just a few moments. So, uh, But thanks again. This is Sports Matters. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Robert Lemazarere calling in from Northern California, who is working for the post office and delivering all those packages and mail to us. Very important stuff and a very important job. We thank him for being on the program. And yes, we were talking about esports, and UCI does have the top esports program in the nation. And in fact, Esports, I tell you what, that's blowing up. Did you hear about the uh the big esports event that's gonna be on Wednesday, April twenty second, a best out of three series, NHL hockey? Wayne the Great Gretzky versus Alex Ovechkin and a best of three. And Esports.
1: and they are playing on NHL?
0: Yeah. So it'll be the NHL. Wow. I believe it's gonna yeah. be on ESPN. They're actually gonna host that event. <laughs>
1: yeah, that'll be fun to watch, but they uh It's not as fun as watching actual sports, for sure. I ended up watching the 2K tournament, and it had two Phoenix Suns players at the end of it, and Devin Booker and uh, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, They both are really good basketball players, but they ended up being one of the worst teams in the NBA, but the best in 2K. So there's uh, a little bit of a tidbit for them. So... Devin Booker ended up winning, and he is the
0: reigning 2K champion. I know. For whatever that's worth, obviously, he'd want the championship, yeah. which they could probably still – Yeah, you think that they? <laughs> but not in his case. He's not yeah, – right. I don't know. They're not. They're a long ways away. It takes more than having great talent and a couple yeah, of good huh? players. You need to have a really good team to take you through the playoffs. So, speaking of which, so it mm-hmm. seems like the way things are just churning out is – we could start to slowly return, like get the country back going again. But as far as like attending a live event, that's probably not going to happen until 2021, they're saying. In other words, a lot of these sporting events will kick up, but they're going to just be on –
1: watch on TV. NFL is going right. to have no fans. Right. So, and I personally – it's it's okay. It's better than no, no sports at all. Obviously, you're going to miss going to it. Um, the bigger impact is, is that – the uh, revenue that is generated from these leagues is going to be impacted, but you'll see it in different ways. Like um, in television, it'll pick up and advertise and the dollars will become more expensive. Uh, a couple of things are going to come out of this. You know, I, th- I think you'll see more of a uh, live betting features um, will become More of a prominent kind of thing. I think the rise of sports gambling is going to come faster because of this. That's true. I also think a few different things. Yeah, I think you know uh, it'll be good. It's going to affect college football the most because that's the one that you know uh, the revenue behind it. There's so many different teams. It's very functioning. It's functioned off of uh, uh, stadium sales and and uh, people being there. Especially for the smaller schools, um, just because of how it's kind of structured. You know, it's not going to affect Alabama as much. Obviously, it'll have an impact, but, but like the smaller schools so that we were money talking off a CBS deal. It's yeah. going to be talking sp- about last week. Yeah. You yeah,
0: know, a- smaller schools will have a hard time because they don't get as much TV publicity. I don't know if they're going to get a little bit more TV press this time around. It's like we were talking about last week. I guess people, I mean, especially the smaller schools, you have to watch them on uh, the internet but I yeah. wonder if television rights will spread that around to the smaller schools too. But I guess it all depends on it. Who's got a good football program and who doesn't.
1: Yeah. But I, I think the the rise of um, secondary streaming markets, right? Like ESPN three, technically it's ESPN plus. Now I think you'll, you'll see a rise in in some more of the streaming apps because of this so that you can go and see your Arkansas pine bluff, go and play. I don't know who is in their league, but you'll you'll see these smaller schools uh, end up having to um, have a a bigger prominence in the streaming aspect. They're going to have to figure out a way to make themselves exposure, and they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, involve local businesses to sponsor these sort of streaming deals. Yes. Um, now, to what extent is kind of here or there, but it's going to really affect how we have our day-to-day lives because of um i mean just think about all those people that go and attend you know sporting events at bars or restaurants and and that kind of stuff is going to have an impact and you're going to see more of people isolated while watching these games um and that's even if you go to a sports bar
0: if you go to a sports bar, you're going to have to adapt to the six-foot rule, and you probably can only have so many people in the property, tables spaced out more so. It's going to be like that for at least a year from what I hear. It's just uh, going to be a different way of living. Like our lives have changed forever, not to be scary or morbid.
1: Well, we'll see. Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of uh, – you can't think of it like from a scary aspect. You have to think of it as, as you know, how does society kind of – learn from something like this. I think it's going to be great. I think the way that we're going to see sports again and after having such a long layoff of not seeing anything and not having anything to really distract us, it's going to be a welcomed experience for sure. Yes. Um, And we're going to have a a lot of time where uh, we'll see next weekend the NFL draft. We're going to have a lot of things to distract us in the sporting experience. Do you think this could happen?
0: where they can actually pipe in noise crowd up to the certain amount of decibels, how their stadiums would be just to give them a <laughs> edge.
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean like, yes, that would be great and everything, but you want it to be on a fair playing field for all teams, because I know that uh, the mayor of Los Angeles just came out and said that there's no sporting events or, uh, concerts until 2021. And then I, I think certain areas of the country are going to come back up the speed faster than right. say a Los Angeles and New York or the highly impacted areas as the first is the not as impacted areas. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting kind of outlook um, yeah. when we start to reopen things. And I, I just want to reiterate that it's kind of going to be a cool experience when everything gets back up and running, you're gonna see how uh, we're able to engage more in what television aspect of games are. It's gonna improve so much for when everything opens back up in 2021 or whatever, right? Esports when is not gonna get bigger. Back up, there's a good chance that it will, and then they're probably. I I don't see it's gonna pass like an NFL or an NBA anytime soon, but it's gonna no. go get bigger. And to what extent, you know, is, is up to be determined, but it's never going to pass these big billion dollar industries. It's just not, I mean, like that's going to take a while for that to happen. I mean, it's it's, well on their way. um, It's on their way. It's gonna, it's going to have a huge, I'm not saying it's not going to ever cause maybe it will in the future, but as far as day to day kind of stuff, it's like, once the NFL picks back up, and once the NBA picks back up, it's like people are going to go straight back to paying attention to well, You and I people could agree to, yeah. agree to this. We could
0: agree to this. that Live sports is so much better. Look, I, I, I give a lot of love to eSports and where it's come, and It's very fun. It can be exciting. But seeing a, a live game or crazy stuff that athletes do on a live basis, that's awesome experience. And that's why they'll always be highly rated.
1: Right. And, and I think – in both aspects, it's a little bit different. They're both exciting to watch. And I think they're both uh, a skill set that people can value and, and they see it as something as a positive and unbelievable in both areas. I think this is a really big positive for you know these cable TV companies to go out and make the product in houses better. And this is a great opportunity for them to improve. And I, I think it's going to have an effect where we're going to see more of, you know, more people watching at home more people trying to engage in their experience different. And it's two different avenues. Right. So it's amazing. We see them in person doing all this live stuff. But at the same time, these it's, it's no knock on what esports is doing because you know it's it's incredible what these athletes are able to attain at a video game level you know you there is a certain skill that is involved with it teamwork whether or not you well yeah well i mean there is there's a lot of skill that is involved with it you know it's a different kind of skill than what we're used to so from one All I'm saying is that live sports is like, yeah.
0: just always a first choice. Like You always want to see something live, like a live concert, too. We're not talking about just sports. I mean, concerts, right. maybe plays, and, and whatnot. It could be a, a while before you get a full arena. Now, certain events could do without crowds. You know, Obviously, tennis, they're used to playing without people around. That's usually most tennis players spend their time alone. That probably wouldn't affect them as much. Of course, sometimes they feed off the energy of the crowd when they make a good play. But then when you get like team sports, basketball, football, especially, there's definitely home field advantages and home court advantages as well as hockey, not so much for baseball. You can win on the road as much as at home, but still home cooking always does a little bit better. Yeah. I no, It's just in a your own bed. Strange area where we're going. But you know, you make some good points about the esports. You know, I still think esports is growing. It's it is very exciting to watch. The League of Legends, that's actually a really cool game. And these games all last, what Mark Debbie said, are like maybe up to forty five minutes on average. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. You just have to understand it, but everybody's into it. video games. It's for all yeah, ages.
1: It's for all ages for sure. Um and it it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting dilemma. Um, They kind of have a new network called Twitch, and the way that that kind of works is that you get people all this sort of access to watching them play video games whenever they want, and so you'll pay for certain athletes' channels. I mean, that kind of uh, a business model has been birthed because of esports, and it's kind of an interesting thing to think about, right? People are willing to pay to watch one individual athlete go out and play online and and at all points of the day and pay a monthly subscription to go watch them play video games now it's it's kind of a it's a crazy thing to think about five years ago right where this wasn't that big you know it it wasn't a growing kind of thing but now it's become such a big and well thought of oil machine kind of thing where it's churning out yeah where it's churning out multi-million dollars for individual tournaments and making young Americans and young international players very rich. And it's, it's kind of an interesting wave of how it's been working. So yeah, it I mean, is. if you have access, it's like imagining like LeBron James playing pickup basketball with a bunch of his buddies and you're able to go and live stream that and watch him practice. It's essentially that, you know, it's, it's logging on the game. I'm going to go play some rounds. And then you eventually see them in these big tournaments. So it would be kinda cool. kind of cool. You know how they the have the
0: inside camera where you're inside a cockpit of a NASCAR racer or a yeah. Formula One. You get, you're like, able inside, to, see, you like, get to see what's, what's going on. And That's a bad with the eSports. Yeah. Definitely a nice new model. I mean, we're constantly evolving. It's like, yes, we're going to come out bigger and better out of this. It's going to be a slow process. It's going to be a little while, so we're going to have to baby step out of it.
1: Let's go ahead and be happy that sports will come back you Know to what capacity, well, yes. even though we're going to watch it on TV, we, we definitely like, let's need to be our happy sports. that we have something. You know, so speaking so, of that, I'm really excited about Speaking that.
0: of that, they're proposing Major League Baseball to do like the Cactus League and the other spring league and just run that as a regular season and play out the championship. So, play all this entire season in Arizona,
1: yeah. And I, I think that's a good, good way to go about it. Uh, they are also doing something kind of crazy where they're testing antibodies of players to see if they're weakened immune systems. And they're doing all these sort of precautions to in order for this to happen. Um, and I think it would be great. And you're going to see some really weird things, like the Giants and the Dodgers will not play in the same division. You will have the Phillies and the Yankees in the same division. It's all based off of where their spring training facility yes. is located. Yeah. And they're going to play seven-inning games. Two games of seven innings each day, and then they're going to keep going and, and play each team and, and whatnot um, throughout the course of the season and go and line up to a championship. It's going to be something so weird. It's so weird. New, it's going to be like a speed. not normal. Something that the baseball yeah. purists probably are hating. Yeah. It's going to be a speed season. It's going to be a speed season for sure. Double headers every day. Yeah. And, and it is. I know. Imagine the kind of the toll that it's going to take on those bodies, but
0: you're still talking okay, you're cutting two innings but like if they did a doubleheader nine innings, that's 18. And know, uh, they're playing 14 innings a day. So, and if one of those goes an in extra innings, it's, it's yeah, to. it's a, yeah, it's doubleheader still, doubleheader but just shortening the game they got to do something when it does go to extra innings, so they're going to have sudden death when it gets to the ninth inning.
1: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be do the whole, just to Just stop and
0: have a home run derby.
1: <laughs> oh, I would love yeah. that.
0: Hockey has a shootout. Football has sudden death. Two teams score a field goal. Same with NHL. They have sudden death. Basketball, they just have sudden death. You know, basically, who wins the game? They just keep playing overtime until someone wins. But we don't have anything for baseball. That'd be awesome, huh? Do a home run derby? Like have one guy, you have to hit 10 consecutive yeah, home runs home and run you win derby. automatically. Or or each player will come up. You just get one chance to hit a home run. Like nine players I, will come up on each side. Kind of like cricket. Or
1: That's like a good. penalty shootout. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And they have to throw the ball over the plate. You can't block anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be down for that, honestly. No fielders or anything. I think it'd be kind of interesting. You, you'd you would have a kind of an interesting little bit of a unique perspective. This is a unique time, so why not? Why not do something creative? So I'm all for that. Try out what they can. So yeah. now, hockey, what are they proposing? They're
0: proposing to go somewhere else and play out the rest of their season.
1: Very similar to what baseball is doing, they're proposing to go to uh, a remote location. The last time I read something about it, it was in one of the Dakotas.
0: That's what I heard, Um, North Dakota.
1: Yeah, I think it's North Dakota. So they would go and play, and and they would quarantine everyone in a hotel, and they have individual busing back and forth to the stadiums, and they just play out the season like that and televise the games. Um, If you are looking for sports to come back and be uh, as normal as they were Previously, I I don't think we're going to see that. Um, Not for at least a year. No, it's going to be, you're going to have to look at it as a different kind of thing, which is fun because that's where you can adapt to new things. Um, It's all about the consumer experience for me. Uh, If the people like watching it, then you just got to implement it in the future. There's some pretty creative things that you could do right now that might translate later on. We're going to so, see a
0: virtual draft coming up too, right? For the NFL. That's going to be pretty much yep. a virtual draft.
1: Yep. And so they're they're going to essentially be doing what we're doing right now and being on zoom meeting and, and basically interviewing players announcing the draft and then flipping to their channel. Right. And you're going to see them be yeah. like, Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe, yeah. yeah. And then there's going to be like a little static in the background. Cause you know how these things are. Yeah. And, and, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird, but it's going to be unique at the same time, and I'm really excited for that. And so, um, yeah, I just, I've just i been thinking about the draft more and more because that's really the only thing that you can think about right now. And that's it's been a flurry
0: be- of moves that just been made, too, recently, too, for teams who just kind of position themselves for big-time trades or, or trade rumors. You know, I heard a lot of things there at Dallas, you know, think about trading Dak Prescott for two first-round picks. They want three.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, three first-round picks for Dak Prescott, that's asking a lot. I mean, he is a proven quarterback, but what if you said, like, okay, we'll give you a first and a second round for him? I think that would be more of a uh, a deal that would move Dak than – asking for 3. I don't think any team is really going to bite on that. I think I, I think teams
0: will, will pay two first rounds and maybe like a middle third round, you know, or like I a mean, middle a middle middle pick, you know, throughout the draft, somewhere like a third or fourth rounder and tie some good. All depends on what position where these number one picks are going to be.
1: It's like uh if you were to say right now, okay, I'm going to kind of go and do a, a little bit of a comparison, right? Who is a better quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak Prescott? I know they're kind of two two different styles or whatever, but who do you think is a better quarterback?
0: I don't know. That's that's a tough call. I, I think Garoppolo does better in a short passing game, but Dak Prescott does got a strong arm, and he can you know, throw it deep, and he's got legs. He can make things happen with his legs, but so does Garoppolo. It's really hard. I would say Garoppolo is a little bit more of the quarterback style, whereas I think Dak is a mixture of all that, a, a little bit so of runner, say, thrower.
1: Yeah. So would you say that – um, Garoppolo is worth a second round pick right now. Wow, is that like the? Where, if you're saying Dak is worth th- is worth first, three, three first, first, first round cool. draft picks, and Jimmy Garoppolo went, yeah. If you're, you're going to say you went give for, for... second-round pick. Right. So, if you're going to say
0: – Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, all the 49ers gave up was the second-round pick to the Patriots and they got Jimmy Garoppolo? Correct. Part of that, too, so is that gonna... Garoppolo was going to leave due to free agency that t- year, too, and then Tom Brady wasn't going anywhere at that time. That's why he wanted to that back,
1: back is in the similar kind of a situation, though. Except who's going to take He's... over for Dallas? That's the part that's a little bit different, right? But the analogy is, is that they're both going to walk. Right, They're both free agents. They're both going to walk. Where do you value Dak Prescott at, knowing that you have to pay him after he's rejected a $30 million a year contract? I know, rejected that's
0: crazy. Him.
1: Where? What, I mean, like, what kind of a value are you going to get out of that? You go and you pay the franchise quarterback, and you can't pay any of the other positions. I think it's kind of Dallas is aiming high so that some people will come in a little bit lower. Of course, you always aim more. high. Isn't that the Sorry. art of the deal? <laughs> that's the art of the deal. So he's like, he's aiming high and then trying to see where people – but if you aim too high, right, people are just going to think you're ridiculous and not want him. And I feel like that's where it's going to be headed, and they're going to pay him $30-plus plus million dollars a year. Um, yeah, it all depends on what, what team, no team really wants him. No team is going to pay three first-round draft yeah, No. I don't see that.
0: But I wonder what so. team that he could likely end up with if this trade's really going to go down, it's like, who really needs a quarterback? And there's I mean, always teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, where would he go? Minnesota Patriots. just locked up her Cousins. Patriots. Patriots, Dolphins. Patriots wait, wait till the uh, value oh, – yeah, the Dolphins, definitely. The, the Dolphins, Dolphins. – yeah, they had Dante Culpepper for a little bit, but I was kind of like, yeah, it was like his second go around. I don't know; yeah. it's really hard to say. The sport changes so much year in year out. You got these dynamic players that come around, like a Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jacksons. So, you know, who's it going to be this year? And it was Garoppolo going to get into his zone, which I think he's a good quarterback. Where's Dax home going to be? I also heard a trade rumor There's that so many uh, question mark. Cleveland wants to trade Odell Beckham Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings. So Cleveland wants to trade o- Odell Beckham Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings.
1: I think that's going to be debunked. There's not much uh, that Minnesota can give up right now that would be enticing enough for the Browns, in my opinion. I personally think that that's just kind of hot takes. I think that the, you could see him be moved. I don't think that it would be the Minnesota. I don't think he'll I, – I don't know. Like if It could be one of many to, things.
0: Because there's, there's a be deep a wide receiver class. You know that. There's a deep wide receiver class. Huge. Huge. You could trade him away and get another draft pick and just you know build your team young. Or the other team who's thinking about trading for him, like, hey, you could just be patient. and You could probably get an explosive receiver and strong possession receiver in the draft.
1: You're also, you're paying a lot on his contract. It's not like he, he, he's the highest paid wide receiver in football, if I remember correctly. Um, and you, so you send him out. You have to make sure the cap balances match. I unfortunately don't think the Minnesota Vikings hit that. Um, and they would have to give up a ton in order to give it. And that just yeah. gives up their own entire team. Um, I don't think you'll see him go to, I mean, any of the contenders. Like you, you're looking at teams that don't have a whole lot of cap space that are, have already paid all their good players. I mean, you're already starting to see – um, like the 49ers yeah. are starting to get rid of players You're, you you saw. Rams did the too. One fact, Rams did too. One fact that is kind of really cool to see is that uh, the Chiefs paid uh, have 90% of their starters returning next year. Which and now is really I know it's good. like okay but what about the 10%? 90% is still amazing for a team that went to the Super Bowl the previous year. And, and won year. the championship, so, yeah and won the championship. And they're going to have to eventually pay Patrick Mahomes, and then that 90 number is going to be way less. So um, yeah. they're going to be in the running for next year. So if, Especially if he wins another Super
0: Bowl, it'd be like the Russell Wilson effect. You know, Russell Wilson goes to two Super Bowls, and finally he gets paid. And, you know, Mahomes is going to get paid. You, you got to pay him. He's so dynamic. He's so exciting. Yes, there's going to be some tough years, but there'll be some also more of a chance you're going to win a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to open up a checkbook, a blank check, and say, write your lumber." Sure. Yep. They like, that franchise has been desperate for a Super Bowl for so long, and now that they have it. Um, and and Coach Andy
0: Reid, too. Coach Andy Reid, I was so glad to see him win his championship. I always thought he was a great coach.
1: Yeah, yep. he is a great coach, and he showed it. So Now he solidifies um, it. So what is your biggest hot take about all this NFL news going into the NFL draft that I, I think it's, it's next week, right, or is it the following?
0: I'm not sure, but my hot take is going to be Jameis Winston find, finds his way on the New England Patriots roster. <laughs> oh, man. I think Belichick could take Jameis under his wing and make him into a really good quarterback like Rodney Pete.
1: I mean, I, I, it's in the realm of possibilities. I could see it. Uh, I will say this. The Cincinnati Bengals will re-sign Andy Dalton. No. <laughs> and draft Joe Burrow. How about that? No, they're definitely <laughs> drafting Joe
0: Burrow. That's happening. But I don't know why they would re-sign Andy Dalton. But they said they're not giving up on him. But I don't know what's going to happen with that. As a mentor, right? It could be. Could be Aaron, Aaron
1: Rodgers, and Brett Favre,
0: baby. Yeah, but it's Andy Dalton Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all his fault either. But. Ah,
1: that's my hot take. Yeah, I like. I could also see time. a world where they just resign Andy Dalton. No, it's not. I could see a world there is. Yeah, Andy Dalton's more of your position so quarterback. hundred percent done deal. What? Yeah. For, for Andy Dalton. Is it 100%? Yeah. Is he done in Cincinnati? Are they going to draft Joe Burrow?
0: I, I mean, they're not saying that he's done. They're saying they don't know what they're going to do with him yet. So, who knows? They could keep him on as a mentor, but they're definitely going to be drafting Joe Burrow. They need they need Ooh. a quarterback of the future, and he's the guy. And you got to build around that. And they signed some big-time free agents, too, a good quarterback. they got D.J. Reeder from Houston, the defensive lineman. And I forget the cornerback's name, but he's really good. Wore number 26 from Minnesota. I know uh, don't know his name offhand, but you know, they picked up some players. Yes, they lost some yeah. offensive weapons. And they're going to be
1: looking up. It'll be interesting to see the number two pick in the draft. Yeah. It's probably going to be Chase Young, but I'm not sure that the number two pick is going to be kept. I think it could be traded. We, we're looking at a flurry of moves that are going to come from – two all the way to 15.
0: That's what makes the so, NFL draft so exciting is all the moving and shaking. And if you ever saw draft day, that was a fun movie to watch, you know, with all the shaking and baking that goes on and, you know, from one camp to the next, from one team to the next. I love it.
1: Yeah. I'm excited too. I'm excited to just watch because the NFL draft is amazing. You can literally just watch it in zone out. It's it's like the best of reality TV. Where you I, wanna, I don't feel, to think about anything.
0: If they'll move up the NBA draft or they'll just leave it where it's at?
1: If they were smart, they'd move it back to where the season would be. Wherever the season ends, they would put it there. Yeah, uh, that's probably where I, they'll put it. I think it. that would be the intelligent move for them. So what do you think about
0: NBA? Are they going to get a season going or where they're going to play in front of empty fans, empty arenas?
1: I'm more optimistic that it might happen than I was two weeks ago. Um I think where they had all the reports of having optimism and, and sports returning in the summer, I am more optimistic of seeing an NBA season to what capacity is up for questioning and to what kind of a, uh, a revamp. Now, the proposed revamp that was approved by the CBA would be um, you would get 25 days of warm-up. So, it's practice, whatever it is. So, 25 days after that warm-up period, um, they'll start games on the 18th, and then the 25th day, they'll start rolling into actual games. I see. So, they're then, pretty much having another camp.
0: So, basically, yeah, they're, they're going to have to do another camp because the player's been sitting for so long. That's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, it's like you said, it's new challenges, something we never seen before, and we'll see how these teams respond and see if – you know, the Lakers could keep their magic going and, you know, recapture their uh, momentum they had going into the postseason. But it opens things up for some other teams that are on the bubble that put things together and they get flying out of the gates, get hot. Yeah, makes it exciting. Makes it more kind of NCAA tournament excitement.
1: They need to have something uh, like that. I think yeah. it'd be great to have a World Cup style. Every single team makes it, but you play around, Robin. And you put. How they all do it the though? Teams, so they'll have the 32
0: teams, right? But they take the top yeah. two of each division, so it'll drop to 16.
1: Or you have it be, and you have it be the top 16 don't have to play the first game. How many teams make the playoffs?
0: Typically, you have eight, 16 teams 16. that make the playoffs, eight eight in each conference.
1: So if you take the 16 best teams, right? Right, the, and like it would just be, it,
0: yeah, it would just be like the normal playoffs, except. Will they just do one game or they do a series? they probably just – they're probably going to max could, it out and do best of seven for every round. They're not going to change that.
1: You can't do best of seven. Probably best of three would be more. In the later rounds, like, you know who's really going to win. If right. you're getting swept, you got four, like, that's a lot of basketball.
0: It's four rounds, you know, where you do a 16. So, sweet 16, is like four rounds to win it all. So uh, –
1: I thought you were talking games
0: per round. Yeah, so if, like, in the first two rounds, you you, you did just the first round, second round, you did best of three. Then you get to the conference finals, maybe best of five. Championship, you could stretch that to seven.
1: Yeah, I would watch that because that is – I mean, think about that, right? You like the NCAA and how that whole bracketology and all that kind of stuff. If you did something like that, I think that people would get – really behind it because the best of three
0: um, it's like that's so important to win that first game i mean it's not the it's not a do or die but it means you have to win the next two of it it just makes it more exciting like every game matters and just even more imagine so. it
1: if it was one and done right one and done and you saw a team like i don't know i'll yeah. take the utah jazz imagine the utah jazz go to the final four how crazy would that be You know, a team that you wouldn't expect to go and win the whole thing.
0: It's crazy because then it's kind of like regular season. That's what the playoffs are built around, you know, these series. And that's what makes it more difficult is because, yeah, you might win one game, but can you win a series? That's really what it comes down to and the adjustments and whatnot. But I get what you're saying, though. It does create some excitement. Yeah, so we got some uh, interesting life. It seems like every day there's always something changing and – Who knows what life's going to be like a week from now until we uh, meet again, Mr. Matt Burt Sports. But, hey, you can catch us on anchor.fm, Sports Matters, and also on KUCI.org, KUCI.org. Click on Tuesdays, Sports Matters, and it'll take you to all of our links. Coming up next, we have Claudia Shambal to Ask a Leader, and you know she's got a great show for you and all sports matters. I love you, Grandma. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Matters Closing Music, and last week you heard a nice closing song called Nothing Matters that was performed by artist Frederick Pangier and pianist Kenny Altridge. I wanted to give those guys some love, and this week we have a really great tune by the same artist Frederick Pangier, who's an up-and-comer, and this song is called Alone. We all have that in common, being at home, alone, or with family. Board and just waiting this virus thing to settle down so we could be free. Cause it's very fitting what we're all going through. Alright. Phone, wallet,
3: share, rubber. Yeah, Yo, you ready? we are find, forever in time, with you on my mind, with you on my